1: You got anything on your chest besides your chin? You better get it off. All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Jane Brown.
2: Okay, Zoomers, let's do it. Let's make the phones ring. I know you pay attention to what's happening in the news. I know you know what's going on. What would you like to comment on today? It is your show, and the numbers to call are 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Bobby gave you some ideas there, uh, who you might want to vote for for Uh, as Toronto's next mayor should the field become what we think it is going to be. Uh, It is early days yet, way ahead of the June 26th by-election, but do any of the names that are coming up resonate with you? Uh, And Bobby also talked about that Angus Reid survey, public versus private health care, the Chinese government meddling. Also, what about the nurses? Contract talks have broken down between the Ontario Nurses Association Association and the Ontario Hospital Association, only two days after mediated contract talks got underway. They've actually been bargaining since January, but mediation began on Wednesday, and we learned this morning that talks have broken down and that they will be going to arbitration in May because nurses in this province cannot strike. It is illegal for them to go on strike, which begs the question, and we know... We know from the union representatives that they are looking for better staffing, better wages, which ultimately would result in better care. Uh, We've heard from the ONA interim president, Bonnie Robinson, Bernie Robinson, that they've been offered increases of cents, not dollars. And how much do nurses in Ontario make anyway? If you Google it, it says that graduates, new graduates in acute care are paid just over $30 an hour for an annual salary of 58831 but they can go up into the 100,000 range, 107, 110, 111,000. But it's hard to get a handle on exactly how that works. And, you know, for somebody who's making $30 an hour and is only getting a few cents an hour raise, I mean, we don't know exactly. We do know, according to the Ford Tories, that they would be offered more than 1%, which is what uh, they've endured over the last three years, 1% a year, even during the pandemic. I mean, that's an embarrassment for the province. I don't know if you agree with me. I feel like they should be at least getting an inflationary increase. But maybe some nurses out there who want to call in anonymously can give us some inside information on what exactly they do make and what exactly it is that they're looking for and whether we as taxpayers, because we are paying their salaries, find that to be fair or not. You may want to discuss discuss that or talk about the weather. Have you had enough of all this snow with more coming tonight? In fact, we could break a snowfall record for this date in Toronto whatever is on your mind. Numbers to call, 416-360-0740. Also, I know there was a lot of traction on that citizenship uh, ceremony conversation Libby had yesterday, that there is some talk about doing away with citizenship uh, ceremonies, which are very special and meaningful to new Canadians. 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga, one of our regulars. Hey, (laughs) Sita. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. What's on your mind? So I love your morning show with Sam. You oh, thank you. guys are so funny. Thank you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was overjoyed when I passed the test to become a Canadian citizen, but a ceremony, taken oath... With people, young and old, people with disability, people from so many different countries was the highlight that complete that process. Only then you can get the true meaning of becoming a citizen of Canada. What a privilege it is with goosebumps
2: and
4: happy tears.
2: Oh, you're giving me goosebumps, Sita. (laughs) What a great description. Uh, And and so when you took part in your citizenship uh, ceremony, what struck you? Like, what were you thinking as it was all happening?
3: Like, it's all in my description there. It was just like, that's when it hit me. Well, oh my gosh, I'm in a great country and I'm going to be part of this. And this is a process moving forward. It's a new chapter in my life.
2: Yeah. No, thank right. you for calling in and sharing that. That um, sounds very special for you and everybody else who's had that opportunity to become a Canadian. I actually, uh, years ago, uh, one of my best friends, uh, she was born in the United States, but lived most of her life in Canada and, and decided uh, to become a Canadian citizen. And I was invited to watch the ceremony. And it was very special. I was very happy to have uh, seen one of these ceremonies happen happen. So yes, uh, call in if that's what you'd like to speak about. I wonder if that will actually happen. I know the idea has been floated that you could become a Canadian with a click of a mouse and, and the ceremonies would be done away with, but that just does not seem very Canadian, does it? Let's go to Leonard in Scarborough. Leonard, go ahead.
5: Oh, hi. Um, I, I'm calling about my... Uh, my uh, returns. Your tax return.
2: Yeah. Okay. And could you, uh, uh, Leonard? Say, I, I Leonard to
5: Libby every every time, chance I get. Sure.
2: I'm just going to ask uh, you to pick up your uh, phone. Okay. You're on speaker. I think. Yeah. I I I
5: was on speaker. That's because I was in the washroom.
2: Okay. Well, listen. And I wanted to hear maybe too what, much information, what, but that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, anyway.
5: I've, I've, I, I'm a senior. I'm 80 years old. Okay, and I live in a retirement home where I pay very little rent.
2: Okay, uh,
5: and I've I claim my rent, my CPP, sure, my Ontario uh, OAS, I guess they call it, and my T four RIF, which I've never had to pay anything. This year, they want
2: $48. Why, and why do you think it's, well, do you know why the, the difference of having to pay this year versus others?
5: Oh, well, last, last year I earned uh, $23,000. Where, where is it? Last year I earned uh, $23,750, uh, roughly, uh, $1 or $2 difference. Sure. And this year I earned $24,830.
2: Okay. Uh, You know. Well, I guess it's just the way it all works out when you do your tax return. Um, But it is annoying to see a difference, even if it's a small amount for people on fixed incomes. That $48 does mean a lot. I, I get that. Let's go to Wayne in Toronto. Hi, Wayne. You're on Fight Back, Free for All Friday. Thank you. Love your show. Thank you
1: almost every day my comment is regarding the citizenship ceremony not only do i believe that they should not do away with it it's, it's imperative as a as a as an immigrant much like your friend i was born in the states and came here and decided to become a canadian citizenship and it's very rewarding secondly i think I heard at one point there was a a number, a large percentage of people who had decided they weren't going to become Canadian citizens, although they're reaping the benefits of being in Canada. Mm -hmm. I believe that they should make it imperative, the government, that once you've been here a certain number of years, you have to declare, yes, you're going to become, and if you're not, then you're not allowed to stay because they're, they're taxing us.
2: Well, I, I thank you for your opinion, Wayne. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Taylor in Brampton. Taylor, what, you want to talk about citizenship as well?
6: Yes, um, good afternoon. I just want to say I became a citizen in 1965.
2: Congratulations. And when
6: there was no studying of any information, I filled out the form, mailed it in, and my certificate was mailed back to me as a citizen. That was it.
2: That was it. There was no ceremony.
6: No, nothing. However, contrast that with my wife, who's from Britain, and she got her citizenship in 2002. And you had the big public ceremony, right. with, as the previous lady said, a mixture of ages and people. And it was so refreshing to see the smiles and the joy on the faces. It was very moving. Yeah. And I was in tears.
2: Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. In
6: fact, my citizenship, um, citizenship as well.
2: Right. Well, I guess uh, when you were reflecting on your wife's citizenship, you could reflect on all the years that you had already been a Canadian as well.
6: Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it was very moving. And I don't think by any stretch, I can't believe they're even contemplating. Yeah. doing what they're saying. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with you, Taylor. And thank you for calling in. That is among the topics uh, that you can weigh in on today for free for all. Friday, phone lines are all yours from noon to one every Friday here on Fight Back. 416-360-0740, 744 740 What about the nurses? Mary in Toronto wants to talk about our nurses. Go ahead, Mary.
7: Hi, Jane. I'm calling because yes, the nurses had a very tough time in uh, right across the world. No matter where you were, all the nurses were really at their limits. But I just like to put something that has not discussed. Not only the hourly wages that are a concern, but let's take a snapshot of the whole picture. How much compensation do they get from other sources like holidays, um, RRSP's contributions. The government is really rich in giving uh, their employees a lot of benefits that are not discussed. I would like to know more about that, if somebody can fill, fill in the gaps on the whole picture of uh, the compensation for the nurses. Yeah,
2: that would be interesting. I agree with you, Mary. It would be um, if we could get some nurses to call in anonymously if you'd like to provide us with some information so we can have a better picture of what is going on, how much money nurses make, when they start, how long they have to be there before they can uh, be making uh, a salary, which uh, reflects uh, the time and the effort and the experience, especially... I mean, nurses will tell you, I do know this, nurses will tell you that they will not leave a situation. Uh, or a, a patient uncared for they will stay after hours it is almost part of the nursing edict they they don't leave a situation where people would not get care and you know what that means right it means people have to be working not just 8 hour days but 9 10 11 12 hour days and and we all know especially when you're on your feet and working how exhausting that is and then you have to go home and you have responsibilities at home i mean no wonder there are mental health issues no wonder there is burnout. I mean, you can only ask so much of people, right? Uh, Let's see if anybody else wants to talk about the nurses. Marianne and Caledon, I think uh, that's on your mind. Go ahead.
8: Hi there. Yeah, I'm a personal support worker, and I've been a personal support worker for 12 years, and I totally support the nurses because we work together as teams. But I think that our role is also undervalued Mm -hmm. and underpaid, Mm -hmm. and we often get the work that the nurses cannot provide because they have their own roles, and so we become inundated, as we saw through COVID, with tremendous amount of responsibility, and I totally appreciate the Nurses' Association and what they have, but personal support workers do not have an association or any support. And there must be 20,000 of us in Ontario doing this work every day. And we don't get recognized either. So that's just my point. I yeah. totally support all my friend nurses, got lots of them, and support their role. And they try to support our role, but we're totally undervalued when yeah. you think about the work yeah. we have to do with every patient every day.
2: I think people agree with you. I really do, Marianne. And I think, you know, we are talking about the nurses right now just because their contract negotiations have broken down. But what we see, I mean, it was exposed what was going on in long-term care homes during the early part of the pandemic. We saw what you all were dealing with um, and not making a whole lot more than minimum wage. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's not
8: just that, but if I can interrupt. Sure. The government has has created this policy of let's keep our people at home, let's keep our seniors at home, so that they don't have to go into long-term care or residential, but that puts the onus on the family financially, so then they have to try and access the support and community, which is limited, and they have to pull out of pocket now, because the government says the best place for a senior to be is in their home. I totally agree with that. If that's their choice, right? But they have but to find that. Where is the support? Yes. Where is the funding support? Yeah, exactly. When you know a PSW should be charging thirty dollars an hour, who can do that six hours a day, every day for their senior?
2: Yeah, and and if the government moved the funding over to home care, uh, for, rather than building more long term care homes, there would be that exactly. money. There would be that thirty dollars an there hour would for be a PSW. So much more money available
8: yeah, because exactly. services could be provided. And yeah. the preference, in my opinion, from the seniors I work with and have worked with, they want to stay home. They do not want to be in hospital or in a facility. And I get that because they get consistent care. It's their home.
9: Yeah.
2: So and let's move that funding. Yeah, let's move that funding. Thank you, Marianne. Uh, We really appreciate your call and your personal perspective. It is Zoomer Radio's Free For All Friday on Fight Back, Jane for Libby. Uh, Libby, we need to take a quick break here and then we will be right back with more of your phone calls, your reaction to the news of the week, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like. As long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Jane Brown.
2: Of course, it's just dawned on me that the reason why we're not hearing from nurses directly is because they're working. That's, that's what they're doing these days. They're working long days and overtime, and uh, they're hoping that their representatives with the ONA could get them a better deal than the 1% annual increases that they got over the life of the last contract for three years. But uh, if you're just joining us, if you're just tuning in, uh, the contract talks, the mediated contract talks, broke down this morning between the ONA and the Ontario Hospital Association, which means the contract contract will now go to arbitration in May. And so what will end up happening? How much of an increase will they get? Uh, What are they getting now? Um, It it really depends on what you Google, what you look for. Uh, They could be getting anywhere between $30 an hour. And, uh, upwards of $50, $60 an hour, uh, depending, I guess, on experience and where they're working. Anyway, we'd, if there are any off-duty nurses who want to spare us a few minutes just to uh, educate us all, that would be very helpful. Keep the phones ringing till one o'clock, 416 or one 740 4740 Brian in Mimico, how are you today?
10: Not too bad. Uh, You know, it used to be that uh, the uh, public sector workers, they had a good, steady job for life, great pension, great benefits. The trade-off is you couldn't unionize, and you made less than you did in the private sector. Now, that's all totally flipped around. They have a union. They got certainly recovered from wage and price controls. The price uh, the private sector never did. Now they make more money than they do in the private sector. So, but now the nurses, yeah. that's a whole different ball game. I have a daughter who's a registered nurse in a neonatal intensive care unit working this ridiculous shift to 7.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Wow. two days, and then two more days, the reverse, 7.30 a.m. to p.m. That's, hours a day nobody should be working that kind of shift that's stupid it's not good for their health and it's it's not a good practice
2: so brian you how know? without getting too personal how is your daughter how is she making out she's
10: been working working and working in fact she's she works downtown at uh, you know hospital row and it's just a nightmare trying to get there. So now she's trying to get in at uh, one of the Trillium hospitals. So now she's working part time there, plus full time wow. downtown. And you know, it's it's funny how police get a good raise all the time, firemen a good raise all the time, but nurses who work probably harder than either one of them—they're always getting it. They. The government's been sticking it to the nurses for so many years. I'm glad they're going to arbitration. Maybe finally they're going to get enough money. My daughter talks about new nurses who just, they quit. They can't afford to live in Toronto on what they're making and that sort of thing and pay rent in Toronto. So they end up going back home to some little town they came from and, uh, you know, getting a job at the hospital there.
2: Yep. Female dominated profession, as are the PSWs. Brian, thank you so much for calling in with that uh, firsthand knowledge, secondhand knowledge, I guess. It's uh, your daughter who is a nurse and sounds like she is working very hard. And I can't imagine that that is, you know, that, that she's able to extend herself uh, like that for too much longer. That's, that's tough on anyone. Let's go to Linda in Cambridge. Hi, Linda. Hi, um, hi, Libby. It's Libby, isn't it? Today? No, it's Jane. Oh, Jane. Sorry. No worries. Go ahead. Okay, I'm phoning
3: about the uh the, the okay. I'll get it right. Ford about the um cataract surgery. Yes. And it says you will not have to pay with your OHIP number. You'll pay with your health card. Well, my husband in 21 had cataract surgery, and we had to pay with our health our credit card. But what I don't understand is why did they ask for our OHIP card? Okay. And you don't so, get anything reimbursed for it. You you have to pay up front before your surgery. Okay. And then they say, Oh, you're not going to pay with your credit card. Well, we did, but why are they asking for our OHIP card?
2: Okay, <laughs> so did were you how did that work then? You had to put the cataract surgery procedure on your credit card? Yeah, that's the only way
3: that we could have it done. We you know it is and it says right here in the paperwork. Um, payment option we accept visa mastercard american express and certified check and you
2: were not reimbursed Re- not reimbursed 1 cent and what and when was this linda in march of uh, 21 and February this and this cataract surgery is covered right it's covered
3: yeah okay but the, uh, so i didn't i i mean we, he needed it done we had it done and then when he had to have the other eye done We had done it at our hospital here. This one was in a clinic up in Waterloo, and this is the one we paid for $1,700. But when it was time to do the second eye, they did it at our Cambridge hospital, and, of course, we didn't pay. Same doctor, same everything.
2: Wow, Just different place. So I get. So I'm wondering now with this change, mm-hmm. whether cataract surgery is being funneled into private clinics, that the policy has changed around mm-hmm. that, so that you do present your health card and you don't present your credit card. Exactly. That's, that's the like, only thing I can think of.
3: Like I, I understand if we, because it was a private, like it was a clinic, and I understand that it's where they do all the training up in Waterloo for people studying through the eyes and we could have it done. So we went. But I think the, the OHIP part should be reimbursed back to the to the consumer. Right. Right. Exactly. It says yeah. The actual surgery, its payment day of surgery is twelve hundred and fifty dollars.
2: Yeah, I, I, something something doesn't feel right there. No, if cataract surgery is covered on, on, by OHIP, exactly. then that money should be reimbursed to you.
3: Well, that's what I thought. We should have seen something back. but And try and get a hold of somebody or speak to somebody while it's like pulling teeth. Forget it.
2: Right. Well, thank you for calling with your story, Linda. Oh, okay. Let's go to Pat in Toronto. Hey, Pat.
11: Hi. I mean, one of the issues we keep on talking about is who's going to pay and seniors we are all living longer and the ones coming behind us are going to live even longer and the question is where's the money coming from so you know, the big disparity is between the people who work for government or government related who can have 70 percent index pensions based on their best five years the private sector can't afford to do those things. no and Kathleen Wynn at least figured this out and tried to get the amount of CPP increased so that there would be money there to pay for these things when people are retired. The U.S. Social Security contributions are much higher than our CPP in Canada. And everybody is dancing around. But that's our problem. The Habs with pensions and the have-nots with very little in the way of pensions.
2: Right. Interesting perspective, Pat. Thank you for calling. It's Free For All Friday on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane here for Libby. She's off for a few days. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. It seems like health care, nursing, those are the topics du jour uh, on this free-for-all Friday. Uh, it seems like nobody really wants to talk about the Toronto mayoral by-election race because it's so early going and uh, we only have a couple of major declared candidates so far. So that does not seem to be of interest to you today, which is fine. Uh, what about Chinese government interference in our federal elections? New poll out just Today, from our friends at Nanos, Nick Nanos, the vast majority of Canadians are at least somewhat concerned about Chinese interference in Canadian society. More than 90% of Canadians say they are either concerned or somewhat concerned about China's interference in our elections. And those who are older, 55 plus, are more worried than those who are younger, 18 to 34. If you'd like to talk about uh, foreign interference in our elections and what should be done about it, whether you even think it is an issue, uh, that can be among the topics today as well. Did I give you the numbers? I think so. A few times. Let's do it again. 416 360 740 740 40, Ron in Cornwall. Go ahead, Ron.
1: Hi there. Yes, I want to talk about the nurses. Great. Go ahead. Yeah. No, they're so underpaid. Look, I just come out of the hospital. I spent a, a close to a year in the hospital, at Salt Hospital in Newmarket. And I'll tell you there was only three to four nurses on the shifts at nighttime. And at nighttime there's no PSWs and they they were on roller skates, I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, literally, right? Yes. Yeah. Um no,
1: they were and the hospital was absolutely fantastic. And uh, I can't say enough about the hospital and the nurses. They were just perfect.
2: Did you get the sense, Ron, that they were short staffed, that people were working? Oh, no. Were, no, no.
1: They were always short staffed. Yeah. And then when they had maybe three, four nurses, and one of the nurses would called in sick, and then it put double work on everybody
2: else. Right. Well, we know how many emergency rooms were closed last summer, too. So th- that's proof right there. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Barry in North York. Barry, haven't chatted in a while. How are you?
7: Great. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. Go ahead. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm just, I just
12: have a question to you and your listeners. Um, with this violence happening so often with uh, teenagers and things like that, um, the question is, where do they get their moral training? Well, religious training, moral training so out of schools. Churches aren't attended as much as they used to be. The parents probably of these kids aren't the greatest moral representatives. So where do they get the moral training, what's right and wrong, and, and uh, accountability?
2: Well, they don't, right? Yeah. Um, I know it's it's, it is a sad state of affairs. Uh, I know you're referencing random violence on the streets, uh, swarming uh, the TTC stuff. Um, It's it's. uh, Thank you, Barry, for calling in. It's tough to know what these individuals, especially young people, where they're coming from. um, You know whether it's a cry for help. You know, not that we want to be overly understanding about random violence, but we do want to understand why it's happening, right? So I think uh to comment, uh where are they getting their moral compass from? Um these poor youngsters who are lashing out violently and in some cases um have been pretty hard done by at home. It's it's a broad topic of conversation, absolutely. Let's go to uh Leslie in East York. Hey Leslie. Hey what are you run for mayor? Me. You. I think you're amazing. I think you're honest. I think you know, you research your topics. I think you're brilliant. Are you sure you're not, you th- maybe you think you're talking to Libby? No, I'm not. I know who thank you. Okay, thank you for calling, I Leslie. Do. I really think you should. Okay, well, thank, thank you. I so I'm okay. So all right, great. Nice to for you to call in. I like talking about it. <laughs> I like reporting on uh the news and what's going on and, and precipitating conversation, which is what we're doing here today on Fight Back. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Let's go to Acapria in Markham? Hi there. Hi. Um, I was calling
4: in regarding the uh, elections uh, interference and those who have their concerns. Um, I'm actually an international political science student, and um, myself, I'm actually a Sino speaker, so I speak Mandarin. Mm. And I think there's a concern amongst young folks um, regarding it. I think we're just not expressing it because we are trying to think of, well, who would benefit from the concern? Can we leave it up to those who are investigating it in order to do a good job and to figure out what's going on? Because when we think of who's benefiting, it has to be like from a political point, but also nationwide right. and the relationships that we have with different countries, especially with the ongoing war in Ukraine. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of why younger folks like myself are not getting involved as much, even though we're familiar with the topic and we know what's going on because we're trying to see how it plays out first before, you know, being rash and having any decisions. Because we kind of think of older generations, they're a little bit reactive when they kind of look at these things. But it's understandable, because like, these are our elections, this is like the country that we're talking about. So it affects a lot of people. But that's, I think, why folks aren't getting involved.
2: Well, based on your education, how big of a problem do you see this Chinese interference?
4: That's a good question. I think it can be hard to answer. But I do think that it is um, a large concern, because there's other um, factors to consider our economy, um, the come bounce back that we're having from the pandemic, you know, businesses can be impacted by these kinds of decisions, because a lot of our goods are imported from China. So I do think it is a large issue, um, but it's not a, like a single facet issue. It's a multi-facet issue that impacts a lot of different sectors. And maybe that's why there's also been a, a slow reaction, because there's a lot of things that need to be considered before we we make a decision or ac- accuse anyone of anything, right. um, because the repercussions can be pretty big, especially when we saw sanctions against China. We saw the impact that it had on the economy in Canada. So it's like a, a matter of how do we balance like what's right and the impact that it's going to have on Canadians. So that's kind of, I think, what's going on there.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, that's an intelligent perspective. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. You too. Let's go to Paul in Woodstock. You also want to talk about Chinese government interference.
6: Yes, Jane, I do, I do love this show. I, I, I,
5: I think something has to be done about it. Trudeau was made aware of it. He failed to act on it. He was informed by CSIS, an organization that's supposed to keep this country safe, mm-hmm. about the gentleman, I believe it's Dong Valley North, who yeah. meets with a member of the of the People's Party of China in New York State. And Trudeau does nothing about it.
2: Well, I think, I, you know, this whole issue around uh, the MP Han Dong, Han Dong um, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of information, concrete information. I liked what Glenn Bearmaker was saying the other day, um, with our recovering politicians panel that accusations of him bussing in supporters. I mean, Glenn DeBeermaker was saying you can go back decades and that's what candidates do in elections. They bus in supporters. I, uh, that did resonate with me. And I just, I think we need to be very careful uh, about making assumptions about certain individuals because of their heritage and the way that they vote. I think it's a slippery slope, and we need to be careful with that. Just my opinion. Uh, Yours are welcome as well. That's what Free For All Friday is all about. Uh, We need to take a quick break, and then we're back with more of your phone calls until 1 o'clock, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
13: Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Jane Brown.
2: Wow, this show is going by quickly. Free for all Friday on Zoomer Radio until 1 o'clock with your phone calls. Very interesting calls today. Thank you for phoning in. 416 or 1-866-740-4740. Maureen in North York, you're next. Go ahead. uh- Hello,
14: good, good afternoon, uh, Jane. I'm calling about the nursing situation. Yes. And, you know, I think it is really a very sad and worrying thing of the lack of nursing care and the long hours. I seen there's been such a change in the care. You know, when I was 43, I had to have a major lump removed. It, frankly, was benign and all that. I went, into, I went into the hospital the day before, and they gave me the blood work and everything. nurse talked to me about the procedure. They're so kind. The morning of the surgery, the doctor came and talked to me about it. I had very, very good nursing care all the time. I rang the buzzer. I needed help. Seven years later, I had to have my gallbladder out. Came in early in the morning, and you know, they took me down to surgery in the gurney. I had to go, then I had to walk into the operating room on my own speed. And that was it. They talked to me about the surgery beforehand. And then by the time my father got sick, holy smokes, you know. These poor seniors, some of them who are very ill, they don't have a family member to help them to eat. Their meal is just taken away.
2: So you've really seen a difference. You've seen a difference in the quality of care. Um, Well, how many years ago was that first situation you were talking about when you were 43? That was, well,
14: I'm going to be 75, so 43, I would have been, that would have been, that would have been uh, 1991.
2: Right. So you've seen a big deterioration is what you're saying.
14: And, you know, when I was a child, uh, Jane, I had to have a mastoid removed from my ear. The nurse sat with me the whole night long. Yeah. But, that, you see, because of yeah. lots, there were lots of nurses and they had candy stripers, now the poor nurses are run off their feet. Yeah. And I don't even know how. And, I, you know, the souring issue, I think that is besides the point. The problem is they are working too long and there is not enough there in a place where right. we are the most vulnerable. Staffing is the okay.
2: issue. Staffing is the issue. Maureen, thank you so much for that perspective. Uh, it really does shed light on how the situation has deteriorated over the last 30-plus uh, years just based on Maureen's experiences, her personal experiences. It's free-for-all Friday. Nursing, health care, uh, Chinese interference, these seem to be the hot topics of the day. We had a little bit of traction there off the top of the show with uh, the Canadian Citizenship, Sarah ceremonies. Uh, people really don't want to see those go away. New Canadians means a lot for them to have these ceremonies. Uh, so you're welcome to re- revive that conversation as well. Let's go to Jerry in Scarborough. Jerry, go ahead.
7: Yes. Hi there. Uh, I'd like to talk about um, the Chinese uh, uh, interfering in, in our politics. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sort of remarking about how you know, in the 1970s, I, I was really happy that China was opening up so that we could, you know, try to uh, get them to see about what's good for human life and, and, um, and, and to get more on the side of a democratic nature.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: But I'm seeing that it doesn't seem, you know, our economic um, uh, contribution to them doesn't seem to be swaying them into that. And they seem to be using that money to actually attack us. And I I honestly do believe that uh, we should be withdrawing our economic support with them. Anything made in China, anything made in Russia, anything made in autocratic states, it's, you know, our economic um, help is not swaying them. It's actually contributing to them to arm up against us.
2: Well said, Jerry. Well said. Thank you for calling in. And have a good weekend. Let's go to Wayne in Woodstock. Wayne, you also want to talk about Chinese government interference. Yes. How are you today, James? Fine, thanks. Go ahead. You're on the air.
15: Yes. Um, It's just the uh, the business about this uh, Chinese interference. Trudeau didn't seem too upset at first about the possibility of Chinese interference to help him get elected. But once the leak came out of CSIS, then all of a sudden he seemed to get his nose quite out of joint about it. Previous to that, it didn't seem to matter a whole lot. Um, part of that, I think, is just the overall condition of our present leader. Um, it's You you can't believe a whole lot he said, and the media doesn't report a lot of things in what I feel is a truthful matter. Um has anybody listened to the Judy Raybould tape of her and Trudeau's right-hand man breaking the law?
2: I think what um, we, we did hear portions of that when that was making news, absolutely.
15: Yeah, and, and then after that, you know, you've got um, other situations where he just doesn't seem to care unless all of a sudden it's pointed right at him. Um, I just feel the media doesn't really show some of the, the, the true facts that are going on, such as the uh, in Ottawa when they had that particular um, convoy go in there, you didn't see a whole lot of, there was a, a, a tape made of the police on big horses and they ran over a lady in a wheelchair. And you didn't see that on the national news, et cetera, et cetera. It was more like something out of China. Uh,
2: you don't think that uh, the occupation of Ottawa was well portrayed in Canadian media? I'd have to disagree.
15: Well, you know, the, OK, an example was where uh, I believe C- CTV or I believe CTV um, had announced and they showed a picture of a bunch of people around the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier.
14: Mm-hmm.
15: and They said that they were dancing on the tomb. Well, later on, verification showed there was one person on the tomb and they were jumping up and down, chanting freedom. They were not dancing, but yet that's what was por- portrayed on TV. That was a. That was you a, didn't hear yeah. anything till
2: later. Well, that was um, a tumultuous time, Wayne. Thank you for your perspective, your call, and your opinion. Uh, that's what Free for All Friday is all about. That was. That was an unprecedented a time, um, last year, last February in Ottawa. Just something we never could have imagined, uh, actually happened and happened for three full weeks. Uh, so, um, I guess perspectives on that, especially reflections on that are individual, but the people who lived in downtown Ottawa, they have stories to tell, as we heard uh, when the commission was uh, listening to witnesses. A few more minutes here, actually, eight more minutes, so lots of time for you to get your thoughts and opinions on Free For All Friday, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 866 740 Mary in Brampton, uh, you're calling in. You were a nurse uh, once upon a time.
13: Yes, I was, and I'm out of it now. But has anybody thought of the angle that Ford planned all of this with the nurses? He put them into that category of one and a half percent. One percent. He forced the nurses out of the hospitals because he planned all this privatization. Well, we're going to get paid more. I mean,
2: I appreciate your theory, but there's nothing to, there's no concrete evidence to suggest. No, I know.
13: Yeah. He's a a businessman and knows how to work the angles. He has done nothing about home care. Nothing.
2: No, not yet. Um, And we're holding out hope, Uh, certainly. I
13: don't think so with him. Yeah. I mean, people didn't care and they didn't vote. They put him back in with all the power. Yeah. You know? People didn't and care. You're absolutely right. Seriously, yeah. I know Trudeau isn't perfect, but he's gone through an awful lot with a mandate. You know, and Paul Air scares me. He's a man that has never worked. He's not out in the business world, and he talks the talk, but he doesn't have any, any idea of what's going on, and he doesn't give any answers.
2: Thank you, Mary. Yeah, And he certainly uh, likes to motivate people to be scared and fearful and angry. I think even those who support Pierre Poiliev would agree with that. Uh, Let's go to Fran in Oakville. Hey, Fran, you're on Free For All Friday. Hey, Jane. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome.
4: I just wanted to make uh, a note to that gentleman that called in about his OAS and having to pay tax this year. Uh, seniors over 75 if I remember correctly we all got an increase so that would be the reason that he uh he's having to pay tax this year
2: yeah that makes sense yeah thank yeah, you for reminding I me about that it and I went, you know what that's yeah, what it's all about that's what it is yeah you're right okay thank you Fred thanks for calling in let's go to May in Milton hi
9: May you're on the hi. air hi there yeah, I'm just calling about recent experiences in the like, hospital um, settings with uh, my mom, who's been through a lot recently, just with some health issues. And um, like, quite frankly, it's just been abysmal, you know, like bedside manner. And I mean, again, you know, understaffing, being overworked, I can see how that can happen to anybody's work ethic. Um, but it is just a terrible state right now. Um, I have friends who are nurses, I'm not knocking on nurses, they work really, really hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's my generation right now that's in this nursing field. But I can just tell you, like, without getting paid more and having, you know, less hours, because like, just insanity, you know, we had to have two full, like two adults go in with her every time because of fear of just not being, you know, handled properly. She's in extreme pain. And just as an example, like one time she was you know, on, on the bed and they needed to clean her. And they just went in, no introductions, no saying what they were going to do. They just started handling her back and forth. And, you know, she had a spinal injury. So oh. nerve, nerve pain shooting through her body. She's screaming and they didn't stop. They just kind of turned her over and started wiping and turned her over the other way. No warning, nothing. And I'm like, like, I get that you're overworked, but come on, you know?
2: And And uh, these anyways, are, these so- are nurses or PSWs?
9: Um, well, as, as my mom would say, you know, they're all dressed the same these days and she's she's a nurse, she's an Mm -hmm. old nurse, right? Um, she used to work in Alberta and then in Ontario. And she's saying that the standards have completely just, it's again, what she used to be, you know, what she used to work in the standards she used to have to have compared with now. She's like, I don't know who's coming in. They don't introduce themselves. They just kind of flip me around. At least that was in the beginning. Um, then when she got hospitalized, it got a little bit better, but. You know, that's, I think, also because we always have somebody in the room with her. Yeah. Like keeping an eye, too, you know? Right. Because, because at, you, like, at this point, yeah. we're
2: paranoid, right? You had those experiences. So now you make sure there's supervision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your call. No problem. All no right. Problem. Well, it's free for all Friday. Jane for Libby. Uh, there's still time to take a few more calls. Scott in Mississauga, you're on fight back. Go ahead.
12: Uh, thank you very much for taking the call. Uh, it's a great show as always. I never miss it. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about, it was some talk of the subject of violence and uh, with youth, and every yeah. time you open a paper, there's some juvenile charged with a gun or a knife or anything else, mm-hmm. and then the finger gets pointed at the moral compass of the caregivers that they haven't passed something on to them. Mm-hmm and i wouldn't wish that on anybody but until someone's in that situation where you have a minor and they have issues be it substance abuse or mental illness or whatever and you have to reach out and get help and you realize that at the age of 12 everything is voluntary so it's just it's just a little bit don't point the finger until you're in my shoes kind of
2: yeah I know, and that's why, I mean, it's so easy to say this is the problem, but it's such a wide-ranging issue, right, Um, when you're talking about substance abuse and violence among young people, and uh, how you get those individuals out of the situation they're in, it just seems like um, an insurmountable task, really.
12: I'll let you go. I'll just leave you with this. I've had a regimen of social workers and in and out of my house over the last five years it's unbelievable I have to laugh about it in a way because if you don't laugh you're going to cry I got a couple of kids that are fantastic and great and somehow my moral compass transferred to them no problem I'll let you go thank Thank you very much
2: Thank you, Scott. Appreciate the call. Appreciate all of your calls. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um <laughs> Zeev, we're done for this week on Fight Back with Libby Snymer, Jane for Libby. Uh, please join me tomorrow and Sunday at 1230 for the best of Fight Back. It is a wrap up of all of the segments that we've done on the show during the week. Uh, we take a little snippet of each segment and put it together in two separate programs, both Saturday and Sunday here on Zoomer Radio between 12.30 and 1. And don't forget about Zoomer Week in Review, a production of Zoomer Radio News as well. That's at noon on both Saturday and Sunday. New episodes on Sunday. And Libby will be hosting this Sunday. And I'll be back with you here in the chair on Fight Back from Monday to Wednesday. Libby looks forward to returning next Thursday. Hope you manage uh, through the snow tonight. If you can, stay home, take the shoveling a bit At a time. Um, Don't be Herculean out there. Nobody's giving out medals uh, for shoveling. Just uh, take it easy. Uh, Stay home. Be safe. And we will talk again soon. Bob Compsic's coming up next with the news.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.